I love the acronym for grace, God's riches at Christ's expense. And the a definition, simple definition for grace is this. God's power, God's strength, God's ability, and God's favor to do what you in and of yourself cannot do. That's a mouthful, I know, but I've said that about a million times, so I'll remember it. But that's exactly what grace is. God's power, strength, ability, favor to do what we cannot in and of ourselves do. God's riches at Christ's expense. That was week one. Week two, we talked about being a puzzle piece. We talked about connection. There's three main points to our mission. Say this with me. I'll say it the first time, then you can repeat after me. Connect, grow, serve. Say that with me. Connect, grow, serve. Now, what do we want you to do at Grace Point Church? We want you to connect, grow, serve. There's three things we want you to do at Grace Point Church, and that is to connect, grow, and serve. Guess what? There's about three different things that we want you to do at this church, in this house, and it is connect, grow, and serve. Three, two, one. There are three things that we expect here at this church, and it is to connect, grow, and serve. Now, tell your neighbor that real quickly. What are we supposed to do here? Repetition promotes the potential for revelation. So we're going to continue. We're going to stay on that. I think by the end of the day, you'll be able to say that and maybe remember it. Amen. So last week we talked about puzzle pieces. Where do you fit? You know, all the pieces come together, form a picture and, and you are a piece of the puzzle. And if Nothing more frustrating than to try to get to the end of a puzzle, spend hours on a thousand-piece puzzle, and find out that there's six pieces missing because your little brother ate them. Amen? And so it's important that you find your fit, find your place. Not everybody's to hold a microphone. Not everybody's to play a guitar. Not everybody's to play drums. Not everybody's to run sound. But some are called, ordained, anointed, talented, gifted to do those things, graced to do those things. Now, today, we're going to talk about, we talked about connection last week, connect. Today, we're going to talk about what we expect, and number two, and that is to grow. Now, is that too much to ask of a believer? (laughs) Is that too demanding? We expect you to grow. Now, there's two areas that we expect you to grow in. One is we expect you to grow in your relationship with God. Think that's too much to ask? We want to see you growing in your relationship with Jesus. Growing, increasing, expanding, getting to know Him better, learning how to walk with Him. And understanding that as we grow, we make mistakes along the way. Can I get an amen? Amen. Okay, yeah, there's a price to pay for growth. There's growing pains involved. So the second thing we want you to do in the the grow category is this. We want you to grow with people. Someone say, "Uh uh-oh. See, it's always fun to talk about growing in Jesus. Oh, yeah, me and Jesus, woo, we're like that. Me and Jesus, we got a good thing going on. Me and Jesus, I mean, come on. It's easy to talk about that. It's a real Sunday school answer. Nobody really knows the truth. And so it's easy to say, oh, yeah, me and Jesus are close. I got my prayer time, my worship time. But that's an easy one. But we talk about now the second thing is you're supposed to grow with people. There's a reason why back in the 80s they developed window tent for cars. Remember that? I don't think it was just to keep the sun out. Security systems, locks. I always start sounding like a grumpy old man when I start talking like this. I'm only 48. Some of you are going, I cannot believe he's 48, right? But I start sounding like, yeah, laugh. Okay. I start, 
I start sounding like a grumpy old man when I say, you know, when I was a kid, we ran all over town. Am I the, did anybody else? Do our kids run all over town now? Better not. Be calling that CPS hotline. Seriously. Growing up, I remember my brother, we grew up in Lubbock, Texas, and my brother and I jump on our bikes, and my best friend Randy Harris, and we'd jump on our bikes, and we would literally, from sun up, well, not sun up, it was the summer, we slept in, but but when we got up, I don't know what time, but it wasn't seven, but when we got up, we'd jump on our bikes, and we'd run all over Lubbock, Texas. It's not a tiny town, it's not a great huge town, but it's not a baby town, about a quarter million folk or so in, in the city limit, so we would... We'd drive all over town, unhindered, unimpeded, occasional neighborhood bully. But that was like guys our age, right? Or a couple years older. And no one ever bothered us. There was never that fear or that threat of something's going to happen or someone's going to grab us or somebody, some you know, pedophile is going to come after us or anything like that. Just, that just did, I'm not saying it didn't happen. We just weren't aware of it. And it was a different day. Amen. Times are changing. Things do get different. And now when we start talking about people and engaging people and connecting with people, all we want to do is go home and, and put, you know, close the house, turn off the phone, shut down. I mean, we just want to hibernate and isolate. Why? Because we've been around those people all day long. It is hard work growing with God, but it is harder work growing with people. Why? Because I'm going to let you down. I don't like that about me, but I will. And you know what? You're going to let me down. You're going to offend me. And nine times out of ten, you'll never know it happened. I'm going to offend you. And you'll probably let me know because I'm the pastor. (laughs) That's just the way it works. (laughs) I'll get the email, I'll get a Facebook post about me, whatever. I mean, you know, I'll get tweeted about or whatever. I mean, that's, that just comes with the territory and you just learn to live with it and we get thick skin and we, we just go on. But the thing is, is when you're doing life with people and you're connecting and then you're beginning to grow with people, there will be growing pains. Can I get an amen? I want to talk to you. I, I gave you this thing here, and, and Alicia made these up for us, which I really appreciate. But you've got a bag of seed there. Don't eat it. It's just seed, okay? This isn't food. It's just the beginning stages of what could become food of some kind. There's different kinds of seed in there. But if you'll notice on there, it says grow. I want you to hang on to this. Mine's got a sunflower seed, but I'm not going to eat it, okay? But it says grow in here. What we're talking about today is not just connecting. Not just serving, but this thing about growth. And all growth starts with a seed. All growth starts with a seed. I want you to turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Psalms. Go to Psalm chapter 1. And we're going to read the first three verses. Now, since I've got you all comfortable, ladies, you've got your shoes off, you've got seed in your hand, stand up. As we're going to give honor, because this is all about honor today, folks. We're going to give honor to God's word today. You can see on the screen I have the same translation. It's the um, uh, English Standard Version I'll be reading from today. You can read along uh, on the screen or you can read along in your translation, your Bible. It says this, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, 
nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he what? prospers. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your word. And I ask you to bless the reading of your word. We give honor to where honor is due. We put your word first today. We put you first today. And Father, we posture and position ourselves right now as disciples. We say, Lord, teach us, speak to us. We're listening. And I ask, Lord, that by your Holy Spirit, you'd be our teacher, our counselor, our guide, our helper, our comforter. And Lord, teach us today what it means to grow. In Jesus' name, everyone said, Amen, Amen. You can be seated. I want to give you a... I'm all about factoids. I love stuff. I love Google. I love the internet. I love looking up stuff. did a little research on bamboo trees, which actually, by the actual definition, a bamboo tree is actually grass. Did you know that? That is one big piece of grass. Come on, somebody. I mean, a bamboo tree is actually a very large piece of grass. This is what it looks like when it starts out. And these are some that have been, been taken and they're ready to be planted. If you'll notice the root system on the bottom there, interesting thing about bamboo. Now, in, in, in Asia, in Latin America, there are over 1,600 varieties of bamboo. 1,600. You know how many in the United States? Three. Yeah. So it doesn't exactly flourish here. But, but in Asia, especially 1,600 varieties of bamboo. And some varieties of bamboo, very fascinating uh, characteristics about their growth cycle and the way they grow. Interesting enough is that the way bamboo is grown, it is planted in these little clumps like this. And there's a name for it that I cannot remember. It's, it's an interesting name, but it doesn't matter. And what they do, they'll, they'll plant these like this. And literally for the first three to five years, that will not change. In fact, during that period, it'll actually grow a mold or a fungus that is actually designed. I mean, God knows what he's doing, folks. They actually use the mold and fungus to eat off a certain uh, type of covering that's over the roots that will release something in that root, a nutrient that can only happen through mold and fungus. And it'll actually cause this thing to explode and grow. Now, listen to this. These things can get up to 60 to 100 feet in height. Now listen, the first three to five years, you will see no growth on the surface. For the first three to five years, the only growth, and it is massive growth, is the root system itself. In fact, it will begin to grow and expand so fast that it will literally become an entire crop under the ground. And yet on the surface, you'll see nothing. Think in terms of spiritual growth here. On the surface, sometimes we see nothing. But don't be fooled because something is going on. Three to five years, no growth, little to none. In that fifth year, when bamboo finally, when when all has happened that has to happen, when the root system is complete, when everything is ready and the conditions are right, This thing will begin to grow at a rate of up to, listen to this, listen to this. It can grow literally 24 inches in 48 hours. 24 inches in 48 hours. 
And literally in one season, it can grow 30 to 60 feet in height. Now, that is explosive growth. But if you don't know anything about a bamboo, you think, well, that's amazing. I'm going to get me some bamboo. I'm going to grow me a crop, an orchard of bamboo. Well, you're going to wait a while. In fact, a lot of times during that waiting period, it's going to look like it's dead. You know, sometimes we look at each other and we go, my gosh, they're not growing at all. They're, oh, they're dead in the water. But we don't know what God's doing under the surface. We don't know the circumstances that God is orchestrating on our behalf. We don't know that maybe, maybe God's doing something that's more systemic in the root system. And that, that doesn't appear obvious on the surface. But it all begins with a seed, folks. Hold your seeds in your hand. It all begins with a seed. So this, this orchard you're seeing right here started with a seed. Started with a small, just a little bitty shoot. And for years, nothing. And look at it now. We've got some more pictures here. Check that out. That is, a, that is a bamboo python or viper. And the only reason I wanted to show you that was to gross you out. Because, <laughs> you know, when you Google stuff, stuff comes up. And I thought, that's fascinating. Okay, was there any other pictures? Got one more? Okay, I just wanted to freak you out. Give you the heebie-jeebies. Look at that. 30 to 60 feet in one growing season after three to five years. Some of you right now... You've been in a waiting season. You think, my goodness, when is my time going to come? You ever thought about that? Oh, yeah. Lord, when is, you know, why is it that they seem to get a break and I don't? Why is it that that things seem to come easy for them but not for me? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Am I the only one who ever thinks those things? Psalm 1, in our verse, it says this, He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season. Someone say, in its season. There's a season for fruit to be yielded. There's a season for a crop to bring forth a harvest. Some of you have been in a waiting season, and you're frustrated. You know, it's interesting, because you can take seed and put it in the ground. And, you know, I did this as a kid. I, I took some popcorn seeds, remember? Back in the day before you threw it in a nuclear reactor called a microwave oven. Remember before the day we poisoned ourselves with microwaves? Remember the day when you just actually put some seeds and some oil in a pot? Make sure you cover that bad boy. I'm not talking Jiffy Pop here. I'm talking about the real deal. You hold it over. You keep it moving, right? What would happen? You'd burn that oil if you didn't, right? Keep it moving. Keep it moving. And then the thing just goes crazy. But you could actually take real uh, popcorn seed. Did you know it would actually grow? How many of you did that when you were a kid and grew, grew some popcorn seed? It didn't bring any fruit, but it would at least give a shoot. It, it wouldn't bear fruit because of the way the seeds produce. But it would at least grow. And I remember putting that in the ground just outside where I started with a Dixie cup. Anybody remember Dixie cups? Come on, somebody. I always liked the ones that had jokes on the side. You know what I mean? I don't know if they still make those anymore. I do sound like a grumpy old man. But anyway, I remember taking my little seed and putting it in there and literally waiting right there in the moment, waiting for it to grow. I'm like, okay, I planted it. Why isn't it growing? 
I got frustrated, went to bed that night, got up the next morning, fully expecting to have a popcorn plant. I didn't know I'm a kid. So I go in there and there's nothing. Next day rolls around. I get up. I run in there looking for my full grown. Because I, you know why? Because I was going to harvest some popcorn and make my own popcorn seed. I'm entrepreneurial here at, at, you know, five years of age. Second day, nothing. I was getting frustrated. I mean, I was watering it, taking care of it. I think I got the right soil right outside, you know, the back door there. I just got the dirt I found. After about three days and nothing was happening, I got frustrated. And you know what I did? I unearthed that seed. You know what I found? A little green shoot coming out and the hull was cracked open. You know what that's called, folks? It's called germination. You know what I did to that little seed? I stunted its growth. I ruined it because I unearthed it before its season. A lot of you, you're frustrated spiritually. You feel like other people seem to be prospering. This is going well for them. doesn't seem to be happening for you. And if you're not careful in your impatience, you will unearth the seed while it's germinating and actually stun its growth. All right, I want to take you through some things because I've got some things I want to share with you about this. Growth starts with a seed. Look at Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. We'll have it up here on the screen. In fact, go right there, and I'm going to go ahead and read it for time's sake. Listen to this. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest. And you've got to understand, this was the promise that God was making to Noah after, after the flood and everything began to settle and life began to come back upon the earth and the, the waters receded. God makes this promise. While the earth remains, is the earth still remaining? He makes a promise that while the earth is remaining, these things are going to happen. Seed time and harvest. Cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. Look at that phrase. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest. Now take your seed in your hand. Seed time and harvest. I like to break it down as seed, time, and harvest. Seed, time, harvest. Where are you at right now, spiritually speaking? Are you in a seed season? Seeds in the ground? In a waiting season? You know, it's interesting that if you don't sow a seed, you'll never get a harvest. Do you understand that principle? One of the basic laws that God set up is that if there's a seed, there will be a harvest after time. But a lot of times we want a harvest to be here now and time has not passed. It's interesting about giving and tithing because that's the controversial word in the church. I mean, that's the one that gets us all in trouble. That's the one that makes the headlines in the news. That's the one that gets all weird because all that church wants is our money. So, I mean, that's, we, we just face that. That's the world we live in. But here's the deal. When it comes to finances, God is very clear about sowing and reaping. Whatsoever man sows, that shall he reap. If he sows bountifully, he'll reap bountifully. If he sows sparingly, he'll reap sparingly. Why is that? Because it's a law. It's a principle that God set up and said, this is going to happen. Everything starts with a seed. And let me say something about your growth personally. 
Your growth personally will start when you begin to intentionally sow some seeds. Now, I want to share how that works. I'm going to give you some points on that. So listen to this. These are simple keys to spiritual growth. I'm just going to go through these very quickly. Number one, growth starts with a seed. There it is. Seed, time, and harvest. Anything that's going to grow will start with a seed first. If there's no seed, there will be no growth. Does that make sense? I'm not, I'm not trying to, to play and say you're ignorant. I'm just saying we've got to understand this principle because there may not be a harvest in your life in certain arenas because there's never been a seed sown in those arenas. You want people to be nice to you? Maybe that you need to sow some seeds of kindness. You want a friend? Guess what the Proverbs say? The, to he who wants a friend, they, he himself must be friendly. So if you want friends, you've got to sow friendship. You want encouragement? Well, nobody ever calls me. No one ever encourages me. When was the last time you called and encouraged? You've got to sow a seed to reap a harvest like seed equals like harvest. Am I making sense? You want some joy in your life? Well, don't wait for some comedian to come along and get you cracked up. I mean, you, you've got to... And don't just go find Dante. I mean, it, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. If I need a little cheering up, I'm like looking. I'm listening down the hall. There he is. He's at the other end of the block, but I can hear him. He's contagious that way. But let me just say something. You want a little joy. Don't go find somebody. Start it. Sow some seeds of joy. Now I'm about to say something that's going to get an uh-oh and the barometric pressure of the room is about to change. You want to see a harvest in your finances? See, I felt it. I wish I had a meter right now. It'd go, it'd just change right there. The air just sucked out of the room like a vacuum. It's very simple. You want to receive, you give. It's, it, God set it up. After the, after the flood said, these are laws that will not change. Hot and cold, seasons, seed time and harvest. What is it that is a deficit in your life spiritually that you want? You need to sow first a seed in order to reap a harvest. This is so simple, we miss it. Some of you want honor and respect. I felt the bear, just a little shift there. Disturbance in the force, you know. I felt it. I felt it. Honor, respect. What are you sowing? Men want respect. We need to sow respect. Ladies want love. We need to sow some love. What we want, we must sow. What we need, we must sow first. Seed, time, and harvest. Amen. Number two, growth takes time. Someone say, yuck, ugh, bummer, whatever. Growth takes time and much of it happens below the surface. So much that we cannot see in the germination process. Listen to this in Mark chapter 4, 26 to 29. I've got the scripture up here. And he said, this is Jesus teaching in stories or parables. He says this, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground, he sleeps and rises night and day, and the seed sprouts, it germinates, and grows. He knows not how. A farmer doesn't have to know the science of growth, agriculture, to make this happen. He just does it. He, and God works it out. The earth produces by itself. First the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. But when the grain is ripe, 
Someone say, when the grain is ripe. Someone say, in its season. When it's in its season, when it's ripe, when it's time, at fullness of time, at once he puts in the sickle. You know what a sickle is? Not a popsicle. It's not a motorcycle, not a two-wheel. It's a sickle is, is a harvesting tool whereby they could run through a field and sweep out and literally harvest the grain. There's a long blade that they could swing. And it says this, he, uh, once he puts in the sickle, when it's time. Someone say, when it's time. Turn to your neighbor say, when it's your time. Here's the good news. Your time is coming. Here's the bad news. It may not be now. I'm going to say that again because that needs a little emphasis. The scripture tells us that we should not grow weary in well-doing because it's easy to do, is it not? You come in week in, week out. You do life week in. You work week in, week out. You work, you do life, you do life. And you're thinking, okay, it happened for them. Why is it not happening for me? Well, maybe they are a rose bush and you're a bamboo plant. Could it be that there is God is doing something different with you than he's doing with them? That's why envy is such a dangerous thing. There's some of you that, av- that avoid certain people because you envy them. Got quiet again. I felt it. There's that disturbance again. Some of you avoid people at Walmart in aisle five because you're jealous and you're envious. You know how I know that? It's because I'm a human too. There's a certain church I drive by that I have to fight my flesh to go, how, why not me? I'm just being honest. In fact, I was driving by there not too long ago, this one church, this mega church. And I was like... At first, can I just be real? I'm going to do it anyway, whether you give me permission or not. I saw it and I thought, why not me? And I went into the wine mode, you know. Give me some little cheese with that wine. Here we go. And immediately, the Spirit of God said, call that pastor and congratulate him on what he's doing. So I was 95% obedient. I texted him. So I get about a 95% return on that deal. No, I mean, he didn't, the Holy Spirit didn't say, call, just do something. So I'm being silly, I know. I'm being silly. So I moved. And you know what? I got this. Just, and two weeks later, we went out to lunch together. Had a wonderful time. You know what I did? Oh, you know what the Holy Spirit did? He took a Louisville slugger. That's a bat, by the way. They used to use wood bats. It was a Louisville slugger and just pummeled the spirit of envy. Killed it dead. Killed it. Ah, Now I can drive by that church and I'm only slightly annoyed. (laughs) Amen? You guys, we're all so spiritual, you know. It's just the truth. Growth happens in seasons and cycles. Seasons and cycles. You may be in a dormant season right now because God's working on something under the surface. He's working on your root system. Those are called foundations, by the way. Which, by the way, we are just started. We had class number two today at 9 o'clock. You can still jump in. 
and start getting those foundations strong. Let me just say something. You can stunt your own growth. You can refuse to submit to the process of God and the germination process and the discipleship process because you're so quick to want your harvest. You want to circumvent growth, circumvent time, seed time and harvest. You want to skip from seed to harvest. It's just not possible. But we offer that opportunity for you to do it. Growth happens in seasons and cycles. Some of you are in a cycle where stuff's happening under the surface and you don't even know it. Wouldn't it be awesome to give into the process and go, Father, just because I don't see things happening on the surface, just because I don't feel the puff of wind, just because I don't get heebie-jeebies, I don't get excited, I don't feel that energy, I'm going to stay faithful, I'm going to stay committed. I'm going to work through it. I'm going to walk through it. I'm not going to sit. I'm going to keep walking. I'm going to keep running the race, irregardless of how I feel, because it's the right thing to do, not because it feels good, because I know. See, this is where you got to understand. I know in my knower that you're doing something. You're working, some, you're working on something in me deep, and I'm going to trust that you're building my root system. When you submit to the process, it goes well for you, And I believe that your harvest comes quicker when you're actually submitted to the process versus fighting it. Amen? All right. Number three, growth must be sustained and nurtured by watering, feeding, weeding, and cultivating. In other words, you don't just plant a seed and then never come back to it. Trust me, if you see the plants on my back porch right now, folks, it's been a little hot lately, right? And if you do not, how many of you know what I'm talking about? If you do not get out there and water them. Now, here's the mistake I made. Two years ago, I did these hanging baskets. I don't even know what you call these flowers because I'm not one of those kind of people. But I wanted some flowers out there. So I bought these baskets at Lowe's or Walmart, hung them up there, and I watered them with one of those watering cans that has a sprinkle head on it. Those things exploded and flourished. And then I bought this stuff. I still don't even know what the name of it is. It's, it's called Root Stimulator. And I poured it in there. I did follow the directions. I poured it in there. And man, those things exploded. They were like coming over the top of those baskets. And it was a hot year. This year, two years later now, I go down to Walmart. I buy the plant. I lost my watering can somewhere along the way. So I got the next best thing. I got a bucket. It's water, right? It shouldn't matter how you put it on there, right? Oh, it does matter. You know what I found is that when I'm just gushing water on those things, by the way, birds have taken over those. What's up with these birds? They're crazy. They're like, I got birds in every one. I went out there to the middle one. I was going to bring it here and show you guys, but there's eggs in it. So I, being the nice guy, I just could not disturb their home like that. And so I take my bucket and I'm like, and I'm like, it's just, the water's running through. It's just drowning the plants. And you know what? They're dying. Yeah. So we went to get some root stimulator and got it back to the house. It was the wrong stuff. and Tried to rescue him with, with, with a watering. I went to Target. I mean, big old awesome watering can. I was really excited about it. Had a turn dial on the top so that it would kind of could change the flow. And I thought, this is going to save them. We're going to rescue them. Too late. Too late. They're dead. Yeah. Growth must be sustained and nurtured by proper watering, feeding, weeding, and cultivating. Maybe if I got all those birds out before they built nests in all three of those, maybe they would have made it. 
Because then I felt bad about watering them because they want to water the birds. You know what I mean? <laughs> didn't, didn't tend them properly. This makes sense, I hope, for spiritual growth. Number four, growth can be stunted. Growth can be stunted. Mark four fourteen. Just look on the screen. I'll read this real quickly. The sower sows what? The word. The word is in seed form. It goes in. And look what it says. And these are the ones along the path, hard path, where the word is sown. When they hear, this is going to happen. And I, I hate to say this. I'm not prophesying it, but it could happen to some of you today. You're going to hear this and you'll walk outside and this is what will happen. Satan immediately comes and takes away the word, the seed that is sown in them. Some of you will walk off and you'll leave these in your seat like you did your puzzle pieces last week because you're not really listening. It's like, ah, that's cool, whatever. Nice, nice prop. But it's not taken seriously. And immediately they receive, look what happens. These are the ones sown on rocky ground. So you've got rocky soil. It's not tended properly. It's not been prepared. The ones that when they hear the word, they receive it with joy. Say, hey, this is awesome. Great word, pastor. Great word. But they have no root in themselves. This hasn't happened yet. But endure for a while. Then when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately they fall away. And look at the next one. So that's the second type of soil. Here's another one. And others are the ones sown among thorns. They are those who hear the word. But the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and desires for other things enter in and choke the word. And it proves unfruitfully, or unfruitful. It gets choked. Cares of the world. Deceitfulness, distraction. So our growth can be stunted. It can be damaged. In other words, we have to tend what gets sown. Here's the last one. Growth is intentional. This This is it. This is simple. Let's go ahead and have the worship team come up right now. Growth is intentional. It's got to be on purpose. In other words... When we offer a foundations class, you have, to, you have to make an effort. We can't call everybody. We can't email everybody. We try, but we just that's not even realistic. We have a sign-up sheet that, that helps you remember, okay, I signed it, I meant to go. But you've got to be intentional if you're going to grow. We can offer it. We can hang it out there. I can preach until I'm hoarse, which I often do. Uh, We can have services. We can do all kinds of stuff. We can have classes, foundations. We can do a free indeed class. We have a fathering class, an Esther class. We have all these things and opportunities going. But if you don't are not intentional and you don't avail yourself to those, it's not going to matter. You have to be intentional about your own spiritual growth. It's kind of sad. Occasionally this happens where somebody will leave our church and they're frustrated or they're offended or whatever. And I'll get, the word will get back to me, well, I wasn't getting fed there. And, and, and my thought is, is like, okay, we've got this massive trough full of food. I can't. First of all, it would be cruel for me to grab you by the nap of the neck and stick your head down in a trough and go, you're going to eat. I can't do that. It would be weird. I've been in churches where it kind of happened, but it's kind of weird. And in my, by my nature, I'm not going to do that to you anyway. But what we are going to try to do is offer up this table, this banqueting table, and go, now come eat. Come on. There's the sign-up sheet. We try to announce it over and over and over, and we send out email blasts. And if you're not intentional, you're not going to grow. 
And what we try to do is be a, have an, an, an atmosphere like a greenhouse where if you come in here, at least the conditions are right. The, the proper atmosphere is here. You just now have to avail yourself, position yourself, and you have to make the effort. And folks, you will not grow without some effort. You won't. No one will. So this week, I want you to just take your seed, keep it with you, keep it in your Bible. Keep it where you can see it maybe, where it will remind you, okay, this is, first of all, I need to connect. Here's my puzzle piece. I need to connect. Here's my seed. I need to grow. I hope this isn't too elementary, but guys, it's so simple we miss it. It's so simple we miss it.